welcome back to Share Truth, Apply Scripture. So today, uh, on today's program, we are talking about how we as believers can approach and present the gospel to those who are antagonistic to the faith. In the last segment, we talked about how can we respond when people say that Christians are bigots or Mm -hmm. Christians are hypocrites. Uh, if you want us to kind of sum that up into really short, it's this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much the, uh-huh. <laughs> the best response uh, because we're not perfect. Mm. We do sin. We are sinners. Um, just because we are believers doesn't mean we are immune from sin. Um, in fact, we're in more need of, need of God's grace and mercy now than ever. And so, but if you missed any of that, you want to go listen to it. EngageMagazine.net slash podcast. Guys, when I've got three more. I hope we have time to hit these because okay. these are these are kind of big okay. uh, and they're going to take it. some time to hit. One thing that I hear over and over again is if God is so good, why does evil exist? Mm. Now, this is a an actually a favorite mm. kind of comment question that apologists, they just, they love. Mm-hmm. They love getting this. I don't want us to respond to that answer mm-hmm. or to that question. I apologize. Um, rather, this is my <clears throat> encouragement. And always my encouragement when someone says, why is there so much wrong in the world? Because typically, not always, typically that question has a meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And typically that is, if God is so good, why did my mom die of cancer? Right. If God is so good, why did my 17-year-old kid get killed in a car wreck? Mm-hmm. How could these things happen? Now, th- that has turned people antagonistic mm-hmm. toward Christ, yeah. toward Christianity. How do we respond to that? That's not easy. It's it, not. You were right when you said this was big. Um, but I think going back to God is good, He's not good like we are good. He, now, what do you mean by that? Well, we would never let our children go through hardships. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe to a certain degree, just so that they, you know, there's some character building Needs there. They need to do some chores, take out the trash. You mm-hmm. know? But there are things that we we raise our children in a way that they ne- they always feel safe around us. We are we nurture them, we protect them. God is more than that. Mm-hmm. He's not just a loving parent. You know, he is um, in the life of a Christian. He's transforming you into the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think the way I've heard that was in, in the Greek. And you you're a Greek scholar, so you know about <laughs> this. Far I'm from sure. a Greek scholar. But um, the the idea there is clay being pressed into a mold. Mm-hmm. It's losing its shape. There's pressure applied. It does not. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least in the life of a Christian, God's will behind that is that we would in the end be made purer and cleaner and more like Christ. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine, God Himself watched His own mm-hmm. Son, and He did that yeah. for mm-hmm. us. Um, and when Jesus took on our sin, God turned away because He couldn't look upon it, upon the sin. Can you imagine that? Mm. Um, so God knows exactly what you're right. feeling. Mm-hmm. He understands. Jesus knows exactly what you're feeling. He understands. Um, it, it's hard to explain to someone going through that sort of pain that it could be for their own good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something good that's going to come out of that. Yeah, and, and I'll just say this. As a believer, when we approach that situation, let it never be true of us that we come to them with cliches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That we come to them with these... Um, Hallmark card mm-hmm. sayings mm-hmm. Um, because first off, none of them are biblical. Right. Um, but second off, none of them are beneficial. Mm-hmm. When we do approach those situations, especially when we're dealing with the lost, what we do is we, we, Jordan, you had it absolutely right. 
God is good. Mm-hmm. God is kind. And when they say, well, how could a good and kind God allow this to happen? All we can do is say, please let me walk you through who God is. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to be they're not gonna be happy about that. Right. And the fact is, they may need some time. Mm-hmm. Let, them, let them walk through that. Walk through that with them. Mm-hmm. And when God will present those times, mm-hmm. pray that the Spirit would open your eyes to see those opportunities, and He will, and He will give you the words to say. But the big thing is be patient and be humble. Mm. And when they come to you with questions that you don't know, be like, you know what? I really don't know, and I don't want to give you some fake answer that's just going to you know, appease you for today but not going to help you when this question comes back to you in the middle of the night and you're in the throes of pain and angst. I want to give you something solid mm-hmm. that you can rest upon. And the only thing I can do... The only thing I can offer you as hope and as help is the person of Jesus Christ. Right, exactly. That's how we approach it. We approach it Christ first mm-hmm. and who Christ is, and that is the emphasis. So there is another type that I think is is really difficult sometimes to, to deal with as well. And Cedra, you uh, kind of told us a story of how you had this. Someone who has studied the faith claims of Christianity, mm-hmm. and they've studied evolution and Darwinism mm-hmm. and things like that, and they say, the two are incompatible, and I choose science. Yeah. Mm. Jordan, this is one of your favorite things. Well, man, it's Go ahead, I don't know, it's it. more fun just to hear people talk about it because I, I love that. <laughs> just the people who say science and religion are opposite. Well, science and some reli- most religions are not compatible. Mm-hmm. I would not say Christianity. Um, but when, when people just adopt science and say, this is the only thing I'm going to believe, to me, to use an analogy, and it's probably a really horrible analogy, that's like saying, I'm only going to trust my eyes and ignore all of my other senses. That's pretty mm-hmm. good. You know, there's more to you than just what's what's apparent physically. There's more to the reality than what's apparent physically. So, yeah, you need something beyond that. <laughs> now, that's me talking as a philosopher, not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> there but, yeah. you go. But anyway, yeah, um, so when people, come, when people have that attitude... Um, there, there's, I guess there's different avenues you could go. You could go the science avenue and say, well, actually, you know, there, there is proof, you know, about the, the biblical account of such and such a thing happening mm-hmm. and, sure. and all of that. But I think that you need to take them back to philosophy. The question of whether or not Christianity is true is a philosophical question, not a scientific question. Science only deals with the physical world, and Christianity is way more than that. This is why I love having this conversation with Jordan. That's he, the most I've talked this program. I love the way your face, his face lit up, too. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was fun. I'm so done. Here's the thing. All right, so there's a lot of great resources <laughs> out there. And again, if somebody's coming to you and, and they have studied this, and, and they're coming to you with questions that... You, frankly, you don't know, mm-hmm. you've never thought through, you've never wrestled with, that's okay. Uh, again, one of the most powerful answers that we can give somebody is, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go look this up. Some great resources for you. Jay Warner Wallace mm-hmm. uh, has written a fantastic book called Cold Case, Cold Case Christianity. Mm-hmm. His website's full of really wonderful resources. Alex McFarland, another uh, apologist that we've had on the program multiple times. We like Alex a lot, dear friend. Uh, and there's several others. Um, and we'll we'll post some links to those uh, down in the description for you. EngageMagazine.net slash podcast. Yeah, and speaking of that, you are listening to Engage Magazine. Nope. <laughs> I'm going to take that back. You're listening to Share Truth Apply Scripture, um, which used to be Engage Magazine, Engage Radio on AFA. Oh. Cold medicine. Yes, I know. I am sick 
today, guys. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you what. Okay. I got you, Jordan. You're listening right. to Share Truth, Apply Scripture on American Family Radio. So the last thing that I want to get to, and we only have a few minutes, and it's this. Christianity and religion is bad for the world. Now, mm. this, if, if I can have a, I don't really want to say a favorite atheist. Um, I know what you mean by that, though. Okay. <laughs> the reason that I, I won't say, even say who he is, but the reason I actually like this guy is because he he never really gets emotional yeah. when he's debating Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, he will have an, a, a very logical discussion, and he's never disrespectful. Right. And that, to me, is really key. Mm-hmm. So, and, and also, it allows for a conversation mm-hmm. rather mm-hmm. than a, you're wrong, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. So, but one of the things that he says that I highly disagree with, he says that all Christians or all religions are bad for the world. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he says is that Christianity causes wars. How do we respond? One, should we respond directly to the claim that Christianity is bad for the world? Should we respond directly to that? I, I don't think so, because what's his definition of bad for the world? Is his definition of bad for the world mean there's going to be more Christians and that's bad? He would say, yeah, because then there's going to be more war and there's going to be more okay. violence and, and things like that. I mean, if you were going to just address this question directly, I would say, well, prove that Christianity and the teachings therein Start wars. I think that would be the key. Like, I think you would have be hard to pressed there. to find that. But I would actually take a slightly different route, mm-hmm. and I would say, okay, you want to make this. You're making a faith claim, basically. Mm-hmm. You're claiming something is true, right? So the burden of proof mm-hmm. is on you. Mm-hmm. Let me examine, or let us examine the evidence of the opposing truth. Mm-hmm. Okay, my my truth claim would be no Christianity is really good for the world. Mm-hmm. How do I know that? Well, because. Um, orphanages were begun by mm-hmm. Christians. Hospitals were started by Christian. Universities, Christian. Um, mm-hmm. All of these yeah. wonderful things uh, that help the world, they come from Christians, but they're rooted in Christian teaching. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when God himself, even in the Old Testament, says true religion is this, that you care for the widow and the orphan. Mm. Okay, how do we do that? Well, one way we do that is through orphanages. Right. One way we do that is through hospitals. We the, the uh, first century Christianity exploded in Rome because Romans had a practice of when a child was born, they would take it to the patriarch of the family, and that man could choose, mm-hmm. okay, yeah this, yeah, this baby can leave or this baby needs to be left to exposure to die. Mm-hmm. Christians would actually hunt these areas for babies, and they would take them and adopt them and raise yeah. them as their wow. own. That was one of the reasons Christianity exploded, because moms were coming to the faith and saying, I don't want to let my baby die. Mm-hmm. This is a faith that says... we. That should not happen. Yeah, that it doesn't not, happen. That wow. shouldn't happen. So the last question we've got, we've only got a few questions, a few minutes left. Like we said at the very beginning of this program, we're not going to give you twelve steps to success for people who are against Christianity. We're, we're, one, I don't think those work. Mm. But secondly, what we ultimately want to do is encourage you to live out the gospel. And so. Um, Cedra West, sorry, Jordan, uh, getting a little bit into habits there. We only have about a minute left. So I do want to say this ultimately, Mm -hmm. when it comes to those in our lives who are antagonistic to the gospel without saying, here's answers to memorize, how do we respond to them in our daily lives? Because we cannot avoid them in Christmas and Thanksgiving and all that. Yeah. And I think the key there is to respond to them as people and not as arguments to get behind that because oftentimes it is just a distraction from something that's very real mm-hmm. underneath. Um, I mean, there, there, there are people who have honest questions, but usually those are not antagonistic. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so if you encounter somebody who's antagonistic, there's a reason for that, and you need to find what that reason is. So you, yeah, be you willing to them. dig down a little bit. Yeah. Well, if you look at each individual person, no matter who they may be, whether you're they're a stranger off the street or if they're your sister, mm-hmm. uh, if you look at them as what they are, a soul bound for eternity, and it, it all becomes very surreal very you know it it changes in your mind Mm -hmm. like this person is heading somewhere where are they heading and Mm -hmm. that has kind of helped guide me and very you know trying to deal with people kindly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and i think the the big thing if you wanted just one thing to walk away from today's program with i think it would be this listen Mm -hmm. yeah listen beyond the anger listen beyond the challenge, listen beyond the hurt, listen beyond the pain, and be willing to walk through that with someone that you may love, uh, someone that you may have just now met. Listen and then share truth and apply scripture. If you want to know how to do that, engagemagazine.net. That's where we seek to do every single day. We'll see you next week.